friends, enemies, countrymen, countrywomen, people who don't even live in this country, people who don't live in any country. Maybe you live in outer space. Maybe you live on the International Space Station. If so, I'm both envious of your life and terrified of your life, but mostly envious. Um, it's me. And here's the thing. I haven't been here in a minute. Um, and I don't even need to give you excuses right now because we were all in ninth grade once upon a time. We're all really good at those, but we also don't care about them. We care about moving forward. We care about having a good time. And right now I care about you having a good time and me having a good time and us not even having to hang out while we do it. So I'm sitting in my closet with a headache because I laid weird on the couch. I don't know if you've ever done that. Sometimes you lay stubbornly in a position that doesn't feel quite right. It doesn't feel wrong. It just doesn't feel quite right. And you, you let it linger. Um, and we were taught long ago not to let it linger. Um, but you know, sometimes we do. And then we get up from watching the entirety of Frozen 2 because thanks to Disney Plus, it is out three months early for those of us who wish to delight in its beautiful songs and imagery. Um, you know what? I did that. I laid there on the couch in just a slightly wrong way and my head always hurts when I do that. Always. I always get kind of a weird backache, headache, tummy time, and I get up feeling like, God, like hung over a little bit. And it's probably because there's like blood and stuff trapped places it doesn't want to be. But um, I've set myself free from the couch. I've been moving around. Um, and I've actually, I confession time, I've recorded this episode already long ago because I have it written out quite a bit, um, just my prompts. But the times have changed. The times have done flipped flopped, you know, and I, I went back and listened to just five minutes of it. And I was like, I'm a different person now. And this isn't a, this isn't a time to make second guesses and waste time, you know, putting out, um, outdated podcast episodes for my people. This is for you. This is fresh. This is, I, I'm not going to hand you a day old croissant. I'm going to freshly laminate some dough and roll that butter and bake that croissant fresh for you. That's what I'm doing today. And you know what? I have the time and lately I haven't had the time and we will have an episode coming up about just recent days and what I've been learning lately. I did put out an Instagram post where I was talking about everything I've been learning as a copywriter, but I've also been learning so much more in other areas of life and might as well share those with you. Um, I am now 31 years old as of two days ago and I feel like it's just a good time to sit down and talk about something that's both deeply personal to me and also <sighs> hits that funny bone a little bit because sometimes that funny bone is like, oh, you've probably forgotten about me. It's fine. You know, laughing out loud. I don't need to do that. You know, I'll just chuckle in inside. And you know what? No, we all need times to remember why we um, are alive. And it's because we get to laugh. Um, if we didn't get to, I'm not sure if this whole living thing is even worth it. So 
here's the deal. I know a lot of you don't love, well, not a lot of you. Some of you don't love or watch The Office and that's okay. I know it, I would be a frustrating friend for you to have in close proximity all the time because it is something that tends to come up as it is a very integral part of my like vernacular and personal culture. Um, just that, just knowing that, um, I'm putting out an episode today about the office and I want you to be able to either come along with me in patience and in curiosity and no judgment or also knowing that there are things that you like that you can talk about that I don't like and we don't need to run down a list of those, but I'm a pretty there. I'm a vocal person about things I don't like and Hey, Welcome to the party if you are too. And isn't it great that we don't have to sit across the table from each other right now, both worrying about infection and getting our feelings hurt. And if anything, it doesn't even feel like feelings. It is when my butt gets hurt. My my whole butt, my entire butt gets hurt when someone doesn't like the office, but not as bad when we've had the time to distance ourselves. This is kind of the perfect thing. For those of you who do love it, we, you get me and I get you. Um, but I'm actually going to do this in a way I think that all of us can agree that we can probably suckle at the teat of the office for a second and take some good wisdom from this. And um, I'm going to share with you 10 things that the office taught me. Uh, I watched it um, for a lot of my life. <laughs> And it did teach me things, which, you know, great writing. Let's go. Um, So we're going to dig in. Just sit back, relax. And again, a quick reminder, if you're not comfortable where you're laying, if it's just not quite right, adjust it right now. Like pause this or let me keep talking while you adjust. But like if the pillow isn't right, if your butt isn't right, if your leg's falling asleep, if you're thirsty, but your water's across the room, go get it. If you need a refill on your coffee, go get it. If you're so hungry that your brain is starting to hurt, like just check right now, check in with your stomach and go, are you okay? Are you full? Are you, are you hungry? Are you too full? Like, do whatever you got to do to get comfortable in a true way, not in the I'm holding my breath, I'm pretending this isn't uncomfortable kind of way. We don't have time for that anymore. So this is just a pause moment to adjust and readjust and readjust. Don't like sit on your penis weird if you have one of those. Like just fix it. Unzip the pants. Take them all the way off unless you're in public. And if you are, thank you for listening to me in public. I appreciate that. Okay get ready. We're going to dive in. So the first one is probably pretty obvious to those of you who've watched The Office. Um, And it's a lovely acronym. We all love acronyms. We giggle at them. We we turn them into things that we can slap on the back of our cars or uh, what we used to do is add them to our MySpace names. And right now it's something that I hear Dwight saying in my head. And um, it's beautiful. It's just KISS. K-I-S-S keep it simple, stupid. And as Dwight says, great advice hurts my feelings every time. And Dwight says this to Ryan in the initiation episode, which is a great episode. Um, but I, I frequently, and, and I, just, just before I say this a million times, I'm going to say it one time, I'm being serious about all of these. 
I actually do think about this statement. Um, as a copywriter, I can get overcomplicated. As someone who has a very robust, lengthy, constant um, internal monologue going, I can create and, and over-embellish and flourish my life in a way that um, makes simplicity a hard thing to grasp. So K-I-S-S, kiss, first of all. Yeah, who, let's kiss. Yummy. What a good time. And, and, uh, sorry, that was weird. Um, and keeping it simple, stupid, it's, it is great advice. It doesn't hurt my feelings every time. Um, but it gets me a little bit better at saying like, what are you doing? Why are you going at this, the overcomplicated way? You know, a little bit of complication sometimes can't be avoided, but I find myself often being like, whoa, 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 time to simplify. You're overthinking this. You've written the same to-do list six times. Stop it and just do something. Just do one thing. Um, The next thing is one of my favorite things. It kind of gets me a little emotional, but I need to be emotional. Like it keeps me alive, like we said. Number two is put French toast on the to-do list. Let me repeat that. Put French toast on the to-do list. Um, this is when Pam and Michael have their first day of the Michael Scott paper company (laughs) and on the to-do list was breakfast and Michael ends up making a shart load of French toast. And what I learned from that is that I, I tend to sort of like punish myself with my to-do list. And I don't know if that's just me. I don't, I often don't include joyful things. I just expect them to show up. But instead, when I create this to-do list in my life, no matter what kind of day it is, good one, bad one, whatever, busy time of day, um, I'll create that to-do list and I will, it will be so jam-packed with things that I have to get done that have been stressing me out that I'll end up, my kind of personality, my kind of uh, coping mechanisms are to choose something that's a little bit more fun or, or utilize distractions to not be so overwhelmed. And suddenly I'm like reorganizing my bobby pins and I'm like, why aren't I doing my taxes? Because I don't want to. But if I put things metaphorically like (laughs) put French toast on my to-do list, then I actually get to have fun in the middle of all the other things I have to do. And some of my to-dos aren't so bad, like clean out my car, throw away that old Taco Bell. And some of it is do taxes. And I'm like, I don't, I literally do not want to. You can't make me. I, I'm, the taxes are canceled this year, um, which I vote for that. That'd be cool. And not about, not the repercussions of it. I'm not saying that in a, like a real grown up 31 year old woman way, but you know what I mean? Um, so put, French toast on the to-do list, you know, add things in there that make you just be able to breathe in and out in a way that, um, isn't just a to-do where you're just having a good old jolly old time. Um, number three, uh, this is something that I, uh, I feel like I'm becoming only more and more obsessed with as time goes on. And it's represented by this quote, our is amongst the most menacing of sounds. That is what Dwight says. It's in the episode called Murder. And I know, you may know, I don't know if you know, I love true crime and I love true crime and comedy. Like I love the deadly serious criminal. I love crime junkies. I love my favorite murder. I love the murder squad. And there's a little, there's so much humanity in all of those and it comes out in its different ways. But I, I love true crime. I love a good 
just marathon of forensic files. I grew up watching Unsolved Murders and Rescue 911 and just even Murder, She Wrote and like Matlock. Like it's just, oh, it's a it's a beautiful sort of like temple that I enter into and I feel like I worship there a little bit and I love I love true crime. I love um watching documentaries with my roommate and just and like digging deep into these weird stories and um my friend Kylie who runs the Gold Digger podcast, she and I both sort of just like you can see like the vein in our necks just like our heartbeat in them when we start talking about these things. So if you know, you know, but I feel very akin to Dwight in this case and that he just this one sentence are is amongst amongst the most menacing of sounds. Um and and obviously if you've seen that episode, you know the word muck duck. Um and it's just a it's just a favorite of mine. Not that I'm a fan of murder. I'm just a fan of someone who can speak about these things, like Dwight. Um four. Uh this is another uh Dwight thing cuz Dwight Dwight has his moments um and we have to recognize that he's he's a pretty smart cookie. Um health cookie, I think. Um number 4 is don't be an idiot. Uh he says whenever I'm about to do something I think would an idiot do that? And if they would, I do not do that thing. And this is in um season 3 uh business school episode. And <laughs> This is similar to keep it simple, stupid. Don't be an idiot. I think I, I want to like paint something beautiful and huge, like a huge oil painting. I want to hang it in my room and I just wanted to say, don't be an idiot because that does help you make choices. That I mean, if you're old enough to have seen idiocy, you can kind of yeah put an umbrella over it and you can understand it and you can say there's idiocy. And if it's something that an idiot, idiot would do, I'm going to go ahead and say, don't do that thing. Um, I want to live by that rule. I want to be that example. I want someone to point at me in my elderly life and say, you know what she's been doing? I feel like, I feel like she's been living by that don't be an idiot phrase. And I can really tell. I want someone to be able to look at me at, at 97 and go, you know what? You haven't been an idiot. Oh, that's the legacy I want for me, for the nations, for you and your children and your children's children. I even want it for the plants and animals. And you know what? They're doing it right, honestly. So I'm just trying to be like freaking nature. I don't want to be an idiot. That's it. That's all I want. And I, and I think Dwight does that. Okay, number five uh, it has a curse word in it. Just so you know, I love them. I can't wait to say it. Um, when in doubt, hug it out, bitch. Hug it out, bitch. That's what men say to each other after a fight. They hug it out, and in doing so, they let it go and walk away, and they're done. Not a good idea to say... This is Michael Scott, by the way, that I'm quoting right now. Not a good idea to say that to a woman. However, I have found it doesn't translate. That's in season three's The Coup. Um, Hug it out, bitch. And right now, we can't. And that's why I'm speaking this out of a little bit of laughter and a little bit of pain, because social distancing means that in this time of quarantine, um, means that we can't hug it out, bitch. And yet the wisdom in this rings true. And that sometimes in the worst (laughs) of arguments and in the most frustrating and angsty of days, I may be PMSing. I may have blood shooting out of my vagina and I don't always feel 
I feel like fighting sometimes. I feel like I wish I could wolverine my own claws and make that cool scratchy in the wall just so like Zorro, but anger, you know, I, I feel like fighting a thousand demons. I, sometimes I feel like climbing up to the top of the mountain and screaming so loud that the sun darkens. You know what I mean? I want, I have rage in me. I have emotion. I have sadness. I have feelings and they got to go somewhere. Someone once said your pain has to go somewhere and you're freaking right. But here's the thing. Sometimes it's, all it is is a cry for a hug. And sometimes you can, you know that we could go on and on and we could argue back and forth forever. We could hold on to this grudge until they make another horror movie out of it. And, or we could hug it out, bitch. And honestly, I have had moments where the other party is so brave and so strong enough to be like, I don't want to fight anymore. And I'm like, me either. And then we can hug it out, bitch. Okay, hug it out. And sometimes it just lays there on the ground and you're like, done. And I know Michael then also had Dwight like do his laundry and all that. But here we are. Here we are. So metaphorically, obviously, you and I can't hug. And even if you were right here, I I still wouldn't do it. But I want you to know that as someone who wants to live her life without uh, being so thorny and or making the sun dark. And really, I feel like that is just... it's doing itself. Um, we need to be people who are willing to hug it out, bitch. Okay, number six, don't avoid the conversation. Um, <laughs> this is based on one of the most hard to watch episodes of The Office of all time, season six's Scott's Tots. And to me, that just taught me <laughs> a, a, a lot of things, really. But, um, to not avoid the conversation because sometimes you can avoid it for so long that your brain puts it away, puts it far away until um, Mount Vesuvius, you know, until the until it comes all the way back around that it's gained so much speed and velocity that it hits you like a comet rather than just a wrecking ball, you know, and I, that's it. I'm just going to put it out there. Don't avoid the conversation. I've avoided a lot of conversations before and they hurt. They they only actually get worse. I've always thought maybe this time is going to be like one of those times where it doesn't and we're going to be okay. Um, that, doesn't, that hasn't happened yet. And so I'm feeling like t- I want to stop testing that because even if that did happen at one point in time, like we avoided the conversation for so long that it's fine. Um, yeah, I'm not, I don't want to, I don't want to gamble on those odds. We're good. Um, number seven, simple. This is simple and beautiful and almost not true, but it does challenge me. And you know what? I love a good challenge as an Enneagram three. Dare me. You know what I mean? Challenge me. Like watch me win. Um, number seven is simply how to wrap presents. Uh, as Pam says, if you're using more than three pieces of tape to wrap a gift, you're doing it wrong. Um, she says this to Roy and I, three pieces of tape, Pam, but at the same time, yeah, watch me use three pieces of tape. Um, and I've done this every time I'm wrapping a gift. That's the very traditional sort of like box on the paper and you fold it up kind of thing. Um, Every single time I'm like, okay, three pieces. We're going to make this freaking work. And on some tiny level in the back of my head, I'm like, or let's just not ever use wrapping paper and not 
make more trash because it is such a weird thing that we're like, we hid your present under this paper and you just have to rip it up now. Kind of weird. Um, but that's a different uh, topic topic i think of just the tiny things that we do that make no sense that create trash so let me know honestly message me if you know of other ways that we do that um maybe the non-obvious ways because like i know the obvious ways are that's why they named them obvious ways but what are those non-obvious ways that we make trash to me wrapping presents just hide it under your shirt put it in your butthole like do something out put it say it's it's in the other room go get it maybe that's not as fun but right now the earth is dying so you know what i mean let's find new ways to be fun um number eight sometimes you just gotta go with it this is inspired by the beautiful pam as well um at the dundies in season two um she just went with it and she created one of the most beautiful moments in speech giving history um she felt god in that chilies you know i i want you to know that when you're in an uncomfortable situation and you don't want to be there sometimes resisting it is hurting you more like holding back the waves instead of just swimming and splashing and you know what pam did she dove in face first into an awkward situation of having the whitest shoes in the office. And yes, she did feel some relief for having for thank her kids, her kids got her there. Um, but it's simply this, she was uncomfortable. It was a weird time <laughs> and she went with it and it became so fun and so beautiful. And she was kicked out of that Chili's and was not allowed to return ever, but what a fun night, what a beautiful time. And that's the kind of memories I'm here to make. I want to be able to raise my hand up, hold up my award and say, I feel God in this Chili's tonight because there uh, to be, to be real, I've been to a lot of parties I didn't want to be at. And when I resist, it's awful. It's worse. It's kind of mean. It's pretty obvious. You don't want to like go home. Um, but if you got to be there and you're there to support and you know, there's some semblance of, I should be here in the back of your head, then dang it go with it. Go all in. Be there. Just saying. Pam, great example for us. Number nine. This is a personal one and a confession. I need praise like Michael. He says, do I like, do I need to be liked? Absolutely not. I like to be liked. I enjoy being liked. I have to be liked, but it's not like this compulsive need to be liked, like my need to be praised. This is from the classic fun run. I I need to be praised too. And I sometimes I love Michael Scott and sometimes I uh I feel an extra bit of anger towards him or frustration and and also like I just want to hug him because we're a lot alike. Um he's all of the he's like the like darkest timeline me, but we're very similar. Like we need love and attention and praise and for him he he's not very good at getting it. But I laugh so hard at this because this is how I treat myself all the time. Like, no, 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 no. I'm good. Thank you. No, no. Hold the applause. But if, if there weren't any applause to begin with, I would have been upset. Um, this is just the, the life and the heartbeat and the brain. I think of an entertainer is that we don't have an ability to gauge whether or not we're doing a good job. Um, based on us looking at what we're doing and going, wow, I'm doing a good job. We have some of that, I'm sure, as we mature. Great. But 
I do think that we still have in us this need for other people to come alongside or our bosses to say something or our coworkers or our friends or our loved ones to say, whoa, that's good. Or I've never had a better one of those. Or like, oh my God, no one does it like you. You know what? It's there. And I think a lot of us need to hear that more than we do. Even people who aren't entertainers or performers or whatever. We need recognition. We need someone to look at us, meet our freaking eye line and say, I like you. And here's why. I love it. I don't think I can live without it. Take a take a second and think about the people that you I, and I think it's really easy for me to receive praise and not give it out. So I'm also challenged by this all the time, knowing that there are plenty of people around me who are like doing amazing things for me or doing amazing things in their own lives. And I am not stepping in to like be like, hey, pause, pause, pause button. My friend, look at you. You're amazing. And I'm not just fluffing you up. No, no, no. Your feathers are fluffed and you don't even need me. Um, but I'm just going to observe your glory for a second and tell you that I've never seen a better pair of Levi's or a better pair of butt cheeks in them. You know what I mean? Just stop there and just point that out. And if that's an um, inappropriate thing to say to someone, um, find someone else to talk to. (laughs) Um, I deeply, deeply, um, enjoy, uh, clapping for others and I enjoy being clapped for. So this is just me as your own neighborhood, Michael Scott, reminding you that recognition out loud, showing how much you can celebrate for others, for what they're doing, whether it's the tiny, tiny little wins, like, um, I worked out today and you're like, Oh my God, well, I can tell, look at you. So let's, let's eat some cauliflower tonight. You know what I mean? Like, let's celebrate that by fueling you up. Um, just saying, sometimes we need some praise. Um, 10, there's only two more 10. There are no winners and losers. And this is from the episode called the list in season eight. Um, yeah, Robert California makes a list and he admits that there's one side that are the winners and one side that are the losers. And as a three, again, as someone who tends to some, for some reason, gamify things in life or, I'm not as much of an achiever as a lot of other threes or just winners, (laughs) people who pursue, I don't know, competitive uh, situations in life. Um, I don't, I don't want to see the world this way ever. Like I wish I could go into my brain and take out any last piece of seeing the world as anybody, any people group, any person around me as someone who's winning or losing. And I I don't really see it that way as much as I see myself as that. Like I'm always trying to decide, am I on the left side of the winners or am I on the right side of the losers? And, um, I'd rarely see other people that way, but I do know that that's a thing. Um, so just a challenge, uh, for myself. And I, I really also want to create some kind of art to hang. Cause I guess I'm very visually driven and I tend to make art that reminds me of who I am and what I'm doing. Um, but just a list of like every, you know, like there's no one on the winner's side, no one on the loser's side. It's not even when a winners and losers, it's just everyone who matters. You know, it's just, I guess the way I'm visualizing it is the way that Jim did it, which is just like Pam and Cece. <laughs> and it's just, that's, that's his world. And obviously there are crappy people on this planet, but I don't need to give them, I don't need to put them on any list. They don't even deserve my time of day. Um, They don't deserve to be on my lists at all. Um, That way I'm not even focusing on the people who don't get to have my kind of time. Um, But to turn it more into a, 
a lesson for myself. Um, I don't have to see myself as a winner or a loser. I don't have to see myself as someone who's in a race, who's always either keeping up or falling behind. I think that's ten, that tends to be how I visualize it. Um, and also at the end of the day, I don't have to look back to my like shelf of trophies or accolades to remember that I'm wonderful. Uh, I just am, even if I've lost a whole bunch, like that's a cool thing too. Like I feel like people who lose a lot more know a lot more than me. Um, people who've lost things, who haven't had things handed to them, who've fought hard for things over and over and over again, um, reaching for what they want until they get it. I kind of feel like they're way more interesting and way more powerful and way more wise than me anyways. So they're the ones I want to look to. I don't just want to be around winners. <laughs> winners are kind of kind of the worst kind of people. Um, but um, the spirit of someone who has won and who has lost, that's the kind of... Uh, that's the kind of spirit I want to have in me. Um, and the last one, surprise. Remember the little things, savor the small joys. And that's from the entire show. Because it's about like this American workplace. Like it's about this, it's the daily lives of these people who keep their jobs and just go to work every day and do the dang thing. And they sell paper and they box and ship paper. Like it is, it's so nothing. And yet it's everything. Everything happens on the show. There's so many of these tiny little moments. And it's so much about savoring the small, small things and these little joys. Let them turn into, um, let them, let them grow. Give them space to like breathe oxygen and be these big, beautiful things in your life. Um, it doesn't mean you have to, I don't know. To my kind of mentality in life is that I either want zero or a hundred. I have such a hard time with the little in betweens. I either want, um, I want the time to prepare for the big launch, or I want to already be on my way to Mars. I don't want the like. <laughs> I don't know. I I don't want that little middle ground of um, medium mediocre. That's how I've I've qualified it for some reason. Um. I've said, uh, I was talking about my birthday and I was like, either I want to like be alone or I want breakfast with the queen. Like, I don't know why I need, I can't enjoy something that's not zero or 100. Um, so the office is, um, a place where <laughs> I often go to remind myself that it's these little tiny, beautiful things. It's these like, um, these little moments that become, turn you into who you are and become the things you look back on with tears become the the inside jokes that you that you laugh your face off for the next several decades um that's it that's that's the good stuff that's what gets you going through times where the world is quarantined or times when life is unsure and times when you're just sad and you're just broken where does your brain go the back of your head your mind can pull up these cool files of things that you've decided to store away as the small joys and as my friend Rebecca recently said on her Instagram post that the small things I think she said the little things are the big things and I was like that's to me like the tagline of the office the little things are the big things um and that's the kind of kind of person I want to be, the kind of life I want to live. And I will always go back to this. I'm actually really bummed out they're taking the office off of Netflix. Um, <laughs> that's just it. I, I'm obviously going to have to buy it and own it so that I can keep re returning to it. It's very much a safe place and like a happy little cozy like blanket for me. Um, 
And I don't know what that is for you, but like, let me know. Tell me what your little safe place is. Is it a TV show? Is it um, just a space in your house? Like, where do you go back to that's just like safe and easy and light and reminds you of the good, simple things? Like, what are those little things that are big things for you? And I think The Office is one of them for me. Um, so thankful for it. And I've been listening to The Office Ladies podcast and just it it's also one of those little things you know it's just a simple little show that they do it doesn't feel big big production it's sort of just two friends hanging out and talking about it which is what we're doing right now um so shout out i'm also reading jenna fisher's book um it's really good all about the actor's life and um i've just been enjoying her perspective on it because i don't think i knew how much she knew just saying, if you're interested in acting or going into the big world of entertainment or you just want to freaking know like what it's like from the perspective of of Pam, you know, like um, and from the perspective of Jenna Fisher, it's I highly recommend it. And also the forward by Steve Carell is beautiful. Why wouldn't it be? How could he write a bad forward? I, he just can't. Um, so I recommend the Office Ladies podcast if you like The Office. They've got, you've just learned so much about it. It becomes so much bigger and also it just teaches you um, or reminds you even of all the things that go into making a TV show, even in the beginning and all the way through it as it builds up steam. Just incredible. The people who can get their start from something like this who don't have any history, from people who are coming from improv, crazy backgrounds um tv is kind of a magical thing to make i i kind of love it um thank you for listening to me i i can't wait i'm so sorry i haven't had a podcast in a while mostly because these are so easy for me to make and you're just sitting with me right now metaphorically in my closet while i have a headache this is just a simple freaking sunday this is just a good normal boring small big day you know um but i want to take a second right now to thank you for being here. You got it all the way to the end. Trust me. I know. I know how hard it is um, for a lot of you to press play on a podcast and just finish the dang thing. So I honor that. You're right here. I love you. Um, as Heather McMahon says, love and light. <laughs> God bless. <laughs> um, I can't wait to, for the, my next few episodes to come out. I have one that's coming out on, yes, the things I've learned lately and also um, all my pet peeves because they're dumb. Pet peeves are so dumb and I'm ready to just like drag myself and make fun of myself a little bit for the things that annoy me for whatever reason that they do. Um, and for how much we all have pet peeves, but we hate hearing about other people's. So I'm going to share mine with you so that you can, you can hate listening to that. You know, why not? What a good time for us all. Um, I deeply appreciate your, uh, comments likes and shares and everything that you've been doing i look back on my first post on instagram of uh, me sharing about the funny girl podcast and so many people shared that single post um i get stopped all the time all over town about people who are listening to this so shout out to you for people if you've stopped me and you told me i listened to your podcast thank you <laughs> i love that i love that always feel open to stopping me dead in my tracks and say Hi, I listen to your voice in my ears. Um, I'd love to listen to your voice in my ears. Let me know if you ever have a podcast too. Um, appreciate you. And last but not least, um, if you aren't following me on Instagram, please do because I hope to make a living on entertaining people. And the only way to do that is by building an audience who actually wants to hang out with me. If you don't like me, then by all means, go ahead. Like I'm not looking to you know, please you. I'm looking to please the people who are here for me. Um, that being said, 
hang out with me on Instagram, rate this podcast, review this podcast. It really helps me look like I know what the heck I'm doing, um, even though I don't. But I will someday, and you'll have gotten me there. You're the freaking wheels on this train, baby. We're trucking along. We're going to get somewhere really cool. Um, And last but not least, of course, as I've said uh, many times, and I actually don't remember who told me to do this, but thank you for creating a, at least for now, very interesting way of leaving the podcast. Um, Tell your mom I said hi.